Welcome to the Two Mutts Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. <laughs> Rick White, here's Radulov with a kiss. Scores! One timer, scores! Perry scores! Corey Perry! Here's Drysdale again, turns, shoots, scores! Austin Matthews in shoots, Austin Matthews! Schultz ahead, Crosby onside, behind the fence towards the net, he scores! Back across, fired, score! Crosby again! Tames with a shot, he scores! Tames shoves it front, they score! Jonathan Tames ties it! Look at that! Are you watching this? What a brilliant piece of work from Connor McDavid! Wow. Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast presented by Shadified Salon and Barbershop. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. I'm with Clay Vanderham. Vandy, how's it going? Vandy is speechless. I cannot believe I was wrong in how I picked the Flames Oilers series. Yeah. And here we go. Oil are in the semis, as one kid pointed out to me today. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, good. I'm good. I had a good weekend. Uh, very nice day yesterday for me and uh, got some shit done around the house. And yeah. We are uh, rolling on into another week. You? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm not good. It's been uh, it's one of the times I can say uh, I'm not doing so well. But, uh, you know, what I like about this podcast is it can kind of cheer me up a bit. So Yeah, man. I'll, yeah. Do, I'll do my best. And yeah, yeah, let's get, get you back up here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely we won't talk up. about the Leafs, son. Yeah, no. No, we won't. Well, we'll talk about Spezza. But, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely a rough, uh, I would say, three or four days here for sure. But uh, try to look at the positive things in life and mm-hmm. focus on that. But, um, yeah, you know, Oilers, we'll, we'll hit there. We'll start there. Um, you know, the series starts on Tuesday night. Uh, pretty big series that we're going to be seeing here coming up. Uh, you know, what was your – but we'll recap the, the Flames, uh, the Battle of Alberta, or not the Battle of Alberta. Actually, yeah. interesting. I was surprised. Um, again, I kept this this stat in my mind as the series is going on. There's five games, there's no fights. So, obviously, you're seeing a trend in the NHL, and that's what the NHL wants. And, you know, they're doing their best to get in there. But what's your thoughts on that first one? Uh, no fights. I, I think you nailed it. I They're, they're just – it lacked some some fire and and it it, everything about it that series shocked the hell out of me i mean i lost a shit ton of money i'm not a shit ton of money i don't bet big anyway but just betting against the oilers just knowing what we're watching what we watched in the regular season and even the last couple years this was this team was supposed to fail and they just continued to prove everybody wrong um, you know, and, and to counter that, the Flames, they, this was not a Daryl Sutter team that came in to play. I mean, they were, they were trying to run a gun with the oil. Yeah. And, and there was no pushback. There was no intimidation. Not that players get intimidated, but there was just the, no the, the oil it. beat them. Yeah. There's no locking it down, right? You had, no. you had the leads and you never locked her down. Yeah. Right? Like 6-2 first game. And I mean, that. What a, that I mean that, that pretty much tells you what happened in the series. You watch yeah. first game, and that that's was that trend that this trend hundred percent every game, and I played into the Oilers' hands. And no, no, no fight, no, no bite in in the Flames' right. games. Like that's they right. and they seemed like they were even when they had the lead, they were chasing. 
Yeah. And I think yeah. that that ultimately was what, obviously what cost them, right? Yeah. Uh, they and, just and obviously Edmonton's game plan, even you know, people can say what they want to say about Milan Lucic, but Luch, uh, you know, they took him out of the series in a way because they didn't really go after him or let him get him himself engaged into the series at all. So you know, and that's kind of where his bread and butter is uh, in that aspect. But, uh, you know, I don't think he hurt the team at all, but I just don't think he had the opportunities to grab to get into the series. And I, you know, I, I, there was the incident where he, you know, yeah, ran into Smith. He didn't yeah. hit him. No. Like he said, if he wanted to, they would both wouldn't be in the series. <laughs> no, exactly. They would both be out of the series. So but just, I, it, it just, uh, it was weird. It, it just shocked the hell out of me. I mean, it just, I could not believe and and good on the oil. I mean, they 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 deserved full credit to to coach Woodcroft and his staff and and the oil players. They they had a game plan and they stuck to it and leaving a you know a sleeping bear lie yeah in Lucic and not waking him up and and trying to intimidate. I mean, he threw a couple of hits here and there, but yeah. I mean, the oil just they were not going to be defeated and I mean, let's talk about 97 29 but i mean yeah. 18 yeah. is on another wavelength yeah, yeah. like zach and, hyman and, and, is and, and, a man and possessed did, and he didn't he didn't like he did really good in toronto during the playoffs but he didn't do what he's doing here um you know so here he's dictating play he's driving his own line when he's on his own line. yeah he's winning every puck battle like he always does like it is the regular season zach hyman and not saying he had bad playoffs at all in toronto but just what's your overall thoughts of zach hyman in the he's playoffs? a He's he's doing what you need to do to win, and that, you know, he's hard on pucks, fast on pucks. Just everything he's doing is top speed and it's aggressive. His stick is in the perfect position every time. He's just getting to areas that, you know, players don't want to go to at this time of year, and hence 19, 13, 28 on on the Flames. Yeah, I mean, he he, that's. That's what you need to do to win hockey games, to win championships. Yeah, and they're do you, doing it. Yeah. Do you think the Flames missed Sean Monahan in this uh, in this playoffs? Now, I I threw it out there. I think it got missed in our group chat. But like, number one, I'll, we'll get back to the Monahan thing. Do the Flames have a captain? They do not, right? They don't. No, they have okay. three A's. Yeah. And Monahan was he? I kept, I heard that he was healthy scratched, but he's injured, right? He is. He had hip surgery. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like a month they absolutely the missed size down the middle. I mean, mm-hmm. I, the, yeah, I, you know, I thought, li- I thought so too because you know uh, we're a bit biased here with Toffoli, a uh, friend of the pod, but uh, he didn't have a line to play on at the end of the day, you know, and that's a player that needed someone. He played with two guys like Dylan Dubé, figuring out first kind of kind of taste of the taste of the butter in the playoffs, and Kelly Oncrut. He just he wasn't a good pickup. He just didn't bring what he nope. was supposed to bring to the Flames and scoring his only goal in the last game of the year is not good enough. And uh, yep. he'll even say that too. But that those are the line mates to fully had. And he tried everything he can to get those guys going. And it just, those guys were, were snake bitten. And, and uh, you know, I, and he had played with, he, his, his centerman was Sean Monaghan and they played junior together. There's some chemistry and that's a, like you looked at what Sean Monaghan's done with Johnny Goodrow. Imagine what he can do with, you know, uh, Tyler Toffoli, and it just did. I think that line kind of hurt them too. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And we talked off air. Um, you, you know, obviously they missed Monaghan, but we talked off air. I think not having Chris Tanif at 100%. Yeah. And 
what a beast, man. Warrior. This guy just, just a warrior. what he just... plays through. <laughs> yeah, you said it. You posted on Instagram or whatever, yeah. social. Yeah. And like, but I think if he's 100%, I think it's a, maybe a little bit different of a series. Yeah. Um, I think the oil still come on top just because our, uh, our depth players played the way you're supposed to play at this time of year and Calgary's yeah. didn't. And that's, that's the way it is. And they've owned it. You don't give Calgary credit. They all owned it and they weren't good enough. And yeah, they're golfing. Yeah, so. exactly. So where, where, where did Calgary go from here? Uh, final well, thoughts on that before we move on. Obviously, they got some contracts to read up here, but where do you think they go from here? I, I don't know. I mean, like obviously, priority you know what, is as getting truck and, and Goudreau signed would be a priority. Um, yeah, I would yeah. think you want to keep those two together. I think yeah. they you'd like to think that they learned a very, very valuable lesson. Yeah. You know, um, not, these guys are men, elite athletes. Not that they took the oil lightly, but, you know, I think they, they miss maybe misunderstood the Oilers. If you will, that, that they just, they didn't expect this. And nobody did, man. Yeah. Well, other than you guys, you and Chimmer picked them, but yeah. Um, I, 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 I didn't, nobody saw this coming even some of the you know professionals yeah picked yeah. calgary and calgary in the regular season i watched a lot of their games that was not the team that i saw in the regular no, season they the did not play season. four line no, drive not, down the mid drive it down your throat hockey and that yeah, but that I, where yeah. they go from here i don't know i think they they you know if monahan's healthy he, he get a little depth with deal. So. Yeah, and you get you get Toffoli that help that he needs on that line, and and maybe you, you push back, push down, you know, yeah. Majapani, and and you have a pretty good fire wagon or or you know uh, yeah. a good wheeling third line. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean they they just they need to get healthy, and and they need to get confidence back into Markstrom, and and I, I, they'll be fine. I think this is where we want it to be we want calgary edmonton to battle for that conference final every year right yeah, or yeah. Meet, maybe even meet in the conference final but you know you got to get colorado in there and and this is this is where we're at yeah now the matchup colorado versus edmonton um uh, season series is one oh and two in the year uh, as we've seen in the playoffs what really happened in the regular season doesn't really have doesn't really translate much into the playoffs obviously um but the matchup, both teams are humming right now. Uh, you know, Colorado's healthy besides Sam Gerrard, and the Oilers are completely healthy, and they got a Mike Smith who's proven everyone wrong. Uh, but, you know, I think on both teams here, your goaltending matchup is probably the weakest link in the series, which is weird saying it because these guys have made it to the conference final. But as we talked about off-air, you don't see Darcy Kemper steal many games. He hasn't a lot in his career. He's just been average, been good, but he did give up an awful goal in the playoffs in overtime in game in game five against uh, Tyler Bozak. Uh, but the matchup, what's your thoughts, Sandy? Well, I think you the goalie is a wash. I, you know, after watching what what the Oil did on defense against Calgary, against the you know the three hundred point players. You know, I, I think Colorado missing Sam Girard, I think that's going to hurt. But I think you got to give the edge maybe a little bit to the oil and on the D. I never, ever, ever in a million fucking years thought I'd say that. But here we are. Yeah. Um, obviously, the forward depth, 
I think slight edge to Colorado. But the thing is, is this is the weakest goalie on paper that the Oil have faced thus far. I mean, yeah. Quick was out of his mind in that yeah. series. Markstrom is a you know six million dollar man that can has the potential to steal games, but didn't we expose them? Yeah. And Kemper, I think, you know, I, I think you're going to see uh, similar to, I'm done betting against the oil, but I think yeah. you're going to see a similar, obviously they're not going to change much, but you got to, you got to watch, you know, the, the only thing, and we talked about it is the oil got to watch their starts. You got to come out hard against Colorado every game. You can't, you can't go down two, three, nothing against Colorado because it's over. Yeah. It's it's they're they're you're not coming back like you did against Calgary. No, it's not happening. No. And with I mean you got McKinnon, who that he he wants that he needs this. Yeah, you know more than McDavid and Dre. Obviously they need it and want it, but McKinnon needs this to, to solidify. Yeah, and he has right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talked about it. Uh, kind of distill your thunder there on it, but that's the. Uh, the thing, obviously, McDavid's talked about it too, but McKinnon has been very vocal about it, and I think a lot of it has to stem with his relationship with Sidney Crosby. They train yep. together. Crosby's got the three. Everyone wants to compare him to Sid because they're best friends, and they, you know, train together and they're from from Cole Harbor, Nova Scotia, and all that. But um, you know, and you know, you know, Sid's gonna help him. You know, Sid's gonna be watching those games and giving him one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's what he sees there because that's what Sid will do. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. The matchup, I think it's almost somewhat even in a way, which is a weird thing. It's just because what we're seeing in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. I, I think if you look at regular season, obviously it, that dictates something different. But uh, you know, the the Oilers have lost three games in the uh, four games in the playoffs, and the Avs have only lost two. So you know, you're you're there. But Colorado is uh, is pretty good on the road. I don't think they've lost a road game yet. So that's going to be interesting to see when they come here. Probably a different barn that they've different building though, yeah, dude. Yeah, I think yeah, Edmonton's yeah. on a different I, I, compared to St. Louis and and um, Nashville. Nashville. I mean, Nashville's yeah. loud too, but I, I just Edmonton. This city is going is erupting, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's electric, it's alive. I, I there's kids that that I keep, uh, coach in development in Millwood, and they're normally different other than oiler fans they're not they they like another team mm -hmm. but they're on the bandwagon and this is what we talked i talked about earlier is is once this team starts winning then our kids will start buying in and 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 you know they'll follow the the team because their yeah. parents like them or whatever but and yeah. it's happening i see it my older son jace jace is wearing the oilers hat and, yeah because they yeah. they just they want they want a winner to cheer for and yeah. The yeah. oil are giving it to him, but Colorado to get back. Sorry, yeah. I I don't think um I don't think Colorado's played in a building like Edmonton. So no, no, and that's going to be a different uh, different animal. For I sure. think the, the oil if the series comes back one one here, right? That's hundred percent. The oil got to win one at in in Denver. They yeah. got to win one. Yeah, got to get one in Ball Arena. So uh, yeah, formerly known as the Pepsi Center. Um, but yeah, you got to get one there, and then you know bring that home ice back here, and then see where things go. It's interesting because like. I got season tickets. I haven't sold game three yet, which is weird, but I sold game four and I sold game six and there's no guarantee there isn't going to be a game six, but you know, the game six one's pending if there is a game six, but um, some of the people who are buying these tickets aren't even big hockey fans. They're just like, I just want to jump on and help out and get it. Well, they want to experience it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They've yeah. never been to a playoff game before. So yeah. 
Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, to say the least. And the uh, tickets are pretty good, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I'll be at work, so I won't be able to make this round. But if they get to the Stanley Cup final, I'll be home for that. So at least catch a game or two if they make it that far. But, well, you're gonna sell them. We're gonna rent that PJ and, exactly. and fly down to, the to Tampa, Tampa for the Stanley Cup <laughs> exactly. final. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get Chammer and a couple other boys involved and get down there. So um, try to get Bullmeister there too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ran into Bonnie uh, Johnny Boychuk at the uh, game the other night. Uh, just a good guy. He's doing well. I know that. I uh, just want to say that out. Just get that out there. Uh, it's nice to see him and connect with him there. Um, Is he back here? He's back here in the summer right now. Yeah. So he's oh, just for the summer. Okay. Just for the summer. But yeah, he lives in the, in the island. He's got a house there. He's uh, assistant general manager to New York Islanders with Lou Lamorello. So uh, he had to unfortunately retire because of an eye injury and whatnot. So, but uh, yeah, he's doing good. He looks good. He looks happy. He looks healthy. So it's a good little stop and chat at the game. And good for him. Lou choked him up with some tickets. So it was nice. He was there with his wife. And uh, so it was kind of good to see that. And then, uh, Ran into Kelly Rudy after the game. Just what a gentleman of a person he is. He's uh, he's a beaut. So give him yep. a shout out. He uh, should get him back on once the Stanley Cup Finals is over here. He's always busy, but uh, it's nice for him. He kind of always is in Toronto for the playoffs. So two and a half months from not being home, so it's nice for him to go back and forth between the series in Alberta. But uh, I don't know what his plans are now. If he'll be back in the studio, if he'll stay with the others on the road with uh, David Amber, but we'll find out and see. Uh, Who do we got for announcers in the next series? So we're going to have, we'll still have Chris Cufford and uh, Craig Simpson and Scott. Gotcha. Oak. So yeah. we'll have those guys and then Louie and Hunter Ryan Singh are going to be covering the game out East. So uh, with uh, Cal. Oh, right on. Yeah. 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 So, Good. so that series will get going on Wednesday, uh, but we got a game seven. We'll, uh, we'll, go there before we go to the other side but thoughts on this series it's a weird one for sure no, it, i know i picked the rangers to go pretty far here i got a little bit of a i gotta keep riding that one um shesterkin's done good they're down and out or i think they're the first team to win three games in a row in elimination style when they were down in the game so they broke that they said that in the other day so that's a crazy <laughs> one there's all these crazy stats being broken dry cells breaking stats and oh, all that yeah. but thoughts on this series we got game seven tomorrow night I, yeah i i mean i i'll be <laughs> honest i haven't paid that much attention to it i watched bits and pieces here and there it, it to me it just it, it's not a sexy series it's just kind of <laughs> they're yeah. playing um, I like the only thing is there's a little bit more edge in this series than there was yeah, out of Alberta, and I like that right. type of hockey. So and that's Reeves and D'Angelo going back and forth, and obviously Turk on the bench and doing his thing. So D'Angelo used to play for Carolina, right? No, he plays for Carolina now, but he used to play for the Rangers. Oh, and they, correct. They, yeah, yeah, sorry, he yeah, had yeah, gotten yeah. sent home because of what he had done to yeah. Gorgiev and and tweets uh, and all that. But hey, you know what? He's not been. A, social media this year from the looks of it he is not on his podcast i know he does uh, stuff like that but hey whatever he's back kind of just getting ready to play again but he you can see he does have a short temper and gets going oh yeah um, he definitely know, but, does uh, but you know carolina uh, hasn't lost at home so are, are you riding the canes to win game seven i'm going rangers but where are you going for game seven here? uh no, I, I gotta go with the canes i think it's 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 their time i think mm-hmm. they they need this uh, they want to get, they want to make that step. I don't, you know, I, I come down to goaltending and the way Shesterkin is playing. I mean, yeah. he, he can, he can walk into that barn and steal one. Yeah. So I, 
I hope the Canes do it, but again, I think I think it'll come down to goaltending, and and if that that the edge will go to the Rangers if that's the case. But yeah, yeah, so we'll see uh, see what happens there. It'll be interesting to see that one get that one going, and then uh, you know we'll see. We'll kind of maybe try to get a podcast out before that series starts. But I think we might be picking pick Tampa, whoever gets these guys. They got one day off, and then they got to go play Tampa Bay, who just had nine days off. Um, I don't know. That's wrestling. What a for team, man. Yeah. Holy um, fuck. You know, we talked about just, it. I was convinced yeah. like you were. I didn't think they were going to do what they were able to do against Florida with no Braden point. But, uh, you know, they gave up three goals. Uh, I think it was three or maybe it was four. I think it was three in the series. They didn't really give up much. At the end of the day, uh, Vasilevsky was his Vasilevsky self. And uh, thoughts on this uh, Tampa Bay Lightning wagon of a team? Oh, my God. They're just... You know, you talk about culture and and building culture. And I mean, winning back-to-back Stanley Cups in this era is damn near impossible. And and they've they've created that culture that anybody like Pittsburgh, like Boston, where you can just fit guys into the lineup and no names are becoming names, right? And Corey Perry, brilliant signing, like brilliant. I mean, he's, he's doing what Corey Perry, you know, he's a winner. He's, he's won at every level that he's played at. And, Funny, and like to pick up on that real quick there, like some general managers were like, well, you know, you don't really get that value in a regular season. It's like, no, you want it in the playoffs. That's where you want to get him. And cause he's done it three years in a row. Um, you know, he's with Dallas, with Montreal. Now he joins the, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, but uh, he just gets it done. And, you know, and you see, or you're like, okay, well, that's why we got him. That's that million dollars is what you paid through the years. Reason why. I think he's got five or six goals, Sandy. Well, yeah, he's a skilled, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. No? Oh, I, I, I would think, I think he is. Going, I think he's going to the Hall for sure. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I would, and he's now he's he playing doesn't. with, yeah, he's playing with, players of his skill and and the thing is is you sign players like that for depth knowing that you're going to lose players along the way i.e braid braden point yeah. he steps in fills in and look at he's got yeah six whatever it is six goals and power plays he's helping them on the pp and and i mean yeah that like they just they're Pittsburgh, Boston, LA when they were going, Chicago. Chicago yeah. They just you, you plug and play and, and you put these kids in the lineup or guys in the lineup, your Jake Gensels and, and Connor Sheary's or she's she he or whatever the hell no, is. And, and they just they go, yeah. right? Yeah. They plug and play and they go. And that's what Brian Tampa has. And they and stuff. Yeah. yeah, they build that culture and 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 just I mean it helps when you've got your six foot six monster in the pipes. Yeah. That... <laughs> and then you got the six foot seven monster on the back end. And then you got Kucherov and Stamkos and Point and lot and Kalorn and But everybody, yeah, and everybody Pirelli, knew all they got uh, 120 million dollars. It's funny because like there was an interview like like at the start of the year, um based, I mean uh Steven Stamkos did an interview with uh, Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick on their podcast for the year started. He's like, like I think we can do it because like no slight to our what we lost but we didn't lose any of our core guys like our top six stayed the same our defense pretty much stayed the same and then our goaltenders stayed the same so um you know so it's like we still had our core of our core so obviously they lost their third line in good in goudreau and coleman and and uh 
Yanni Gord, but uh, you know they were able to get Hegel and and Nick Paul. Well, that, and, and, that's what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, just like, like they just these the way, guys like, come out, these guys come in, and Nick Paul's a twelve to fifteen goal scorer that is clutch, and he's his pickup was huge because you know he got the two goals against the Leafs, and they won two one in Game Seven, and that's it. You your history, you're like anyone said. And Justin Williams knows this because he did it. And Tyler Toffoli, who's a friend of the podcast, said it too. These guys, Toffoli and Williams, were ga- are game seven players. Like Toffoli scored game seven in Dallas versus Dallas this playoffs. Like I think yeah. he's got like seven goals in eight in eight game seven games. And Justin Williams' nickname is Mister Game Seven. And you know your career is made on these. And and as you said earlier, uh, Corey Perry talked about that too. Um, as you're talking about Corey Perry, he talked about that going into Game Seven against the Leafs and. They didn't need to get one in the round two, but these were guys are doing for their for their clubs when it really matters. Yeah, hundred percent. Do we know? Or I I didn't. Sorry, I didn't follow. But was Florida banged up? Because they that was they not the same they Florida they team. Didn't, they didn't say any injuries at the end of the year. I don't know if that's going to come out this week. I didn't see like anything for surgery wise or really banged up. I just think uh, they just like they're. Their goaltending was good, and their their D was decent enough. But uh, you know, I just think they're 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 high end guys up front. Like you know, the Barkovs and the in the in the Jonathan Huberdos didn't do much in the playoffs. They right? just they didn't have that at, fight. No, that they had last 100 year. Point, hundred point guys during the regular season, but different animal in the playoffs. And I know there was some some you know I think Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau played good for Calgary in the playoffs. I don't know if Matthew yeah. Kachuk, like he did have that hat trick and I understand, but he had two good games out of a whole playoffs. He had a good game seven and he had a good game one against the Oilers. And then that, other than that, he kind of took himself out of the series, you know, fighting Raffle and, and Klingberg. And then in this series, someone made this analogy. I don't know where you want to take on, take on this, uh, where you take on this, but uh, in another group chat that Matthew Kachuk was more worried about what Edmonton and Edmonton, the Oilers and the fans thought of him during the playoffs where he was always getting involved with a stick here or a conversation there instead of worrying about the game and just worrying about hockey. Would you take on that? Uh, that mm, that's, that's a good point. That's a good take. I, I, yeah, I think when you, when you dig down and you think about it, yeah, he might've been yeah, where he, could, he, did, he, did, he just wasn't playing his game. No, like, no. There's no reason why he couldn't go and, and uh, you know, I know what I would have done. I, I'd yeah. go and spud McDavid. I don't give a yeah. fuck. Give me a yeah. penalty. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm going to make his life miserable. Yeah. And then, you know. And you, you're going to see that in this series with Colorado. Because Nazem has done it his whole career when he was with the Leafs against against McDavid. Obviously, they only played twice. But there's many clips of him just being in his face and all that. And I understand McDavid is much better then than he was now than he was then. And I understand that to two different players. But Kadri had a pretty good year if he can stay under control here. Um, you know, and what he uh, had to fight through is, is disgusting that that shit's still happening in the game of hockey. Um, uh, it's fucking social media, dude. It is, dude. It is, it is social media. fucking dude. chicken and, shit. Uh, yeah. Chicken uh, shit behind people. accounts and all that. But, uh, oh, but anyways, God. the fact that, um, you know, that's the player that that's what that's what Kadri loves and thrives under and, and, and all that. Uh, so we, we aren't talking about him. I didn't even I forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot yeah. how he owned, you know, I have one or two games and McDavid's a totally different player than he was back then. But yeah, yeah, I, you know, I, I, it'll be this is going to be fun, boy. Yeah. Like this city is wired yeah. <laughs> for yeah, sound right now. It is. It is. 
It is for sure. And you know, like Nazem Kadri could walk out of here as public. Well, he guaranteed he is. He'll be public public enemy enemy number number one. one. He's not yet. He will be when the series is is all said and done. There will be. He will be booed when he touches the puck and all that. And that's what he thrives under. He does a good job with it for the most part. But at the end of the day, he has his reputation for a reason, and he'll say that. So he's 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 been a UFA this year. He's been a factor in every series they played in this yes. year. Yeah. On the yeah. positive. Yes, on the positive. Even last positive. year, I mean, he was a factor in the St. Louis series by taking yeah. Falco, but that he also got sussy too, too yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. he yeah. he he's definitely going to be the factor, I think. Yeah. Turning the series one way or the other for Colorado's. Yeah. Um, all right, just a couple more before we uh, head out. Uh, we were hoping to have Vernon Fiddler on. It looks like he's tied up, so. We want to congratulate uh, Blake Fiddler, his son, who got drafted first overall in the uh, WHL US uh, draft there. Um, I believe that was the USA one. Uh, but, USA uh, priority draft, yeah. Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, I, I saw some clips. I got to follow him a little bit throughout the year, just as, you know, knowing Fids and all that, and then just little chats here with Blake, uh, just through messages congratulating him on his, his journey here and, and whatnot. But, uh, you know what? What what do you what do you know? What have you seen so far in, in Blake's uh, game? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I you know, I think you take the background of the player of yeah. Blake. I mean, you can't go wrong with with you know his upbringing with Chrissy and Vern and what yeah. they've done with him and and whatnot. Um, Michael Chan with the Oil Kings. He's the director of scouting, I believe. Yeah. Um, I I actually, Trev and I coached him in midget. Uh, I'm one of the, probably 10 years ago or whatever, just an unbelievable kid. Yeah. And now seeing him succeed and do what he's doing, uh, you got a good kid there. I mean, yeah. he's going to come in here and, and, you know, I think he, he, he's familiar with the surroundings. He's an American, but he's, he's local, right? Like, yeah. you know, he knows what, what it means to play for either oil Kings or the Oilers, whatever, but, uh, no, I good for him. Congratulations to the Fiddler family, and and we look yeah. forward to watching him yeah. don the Oil King red, gold, and and blue, white and blue jerseys. Yeah. All, all that there. So that congrats to him and and his family for that. That's pretty cool. Future too much guess. Yeah, future too much pod podcast <laughs> guess. You got that right. Friend of the pod, another friend of him. Uh, Jason Spezza hangs him up today. He's going to join uh, Kyle Dubas as a special advisor to the general manager, but uh, what a great career. Kind of surprised. He was on the second power play unit. He's five points away from a thousand, but uh, you know what? He uh, thought he had, I thought he had another year left in him in my opinion, but uh, still a hell of a career. Guy loves the rink. He's a rink rat. Uh, thoughts on what you, uh, what you saw throughout Jason Spezza's. Yeah. I mean, congratulations to him. He, he, I always, loved watching him get interviewed he always just you can just tell he loves the game genuinely loves the game and loves everything about it he's always seems to be upbeat and and very honest in his answers and and you know it shows as once he announces obviously they work stuff out behind the scenes before but i mean he's right into management right away right i mean it, it goes to show you what kind of person what kind of hockey mind he is and how respected and valued he his opinion is in that organization so yeah yeah exactly. good on him yeah no hell of a career and yeah i thought he had i was talking to a buddy of mine jeff 
today at inline for the kids and and he you know he, he i said something i said i thought he'd retire two or three years ago and jeff said no nah, man he he could still get up and down the rink yeah. and then i thought about it and i'm like yeah you know what he he wasn't awful no for the no, for them no, no he you wasn't, know he wasn't for sure so so yeah no, good on him congratulations over 1200 games in his career and yeah just a just a great person too from everything here uh, oh, wow uh, cold call here so uh no that's a hell of a hell of a career for him and uh hopefully the best for uh you know the next journey of his career it'll be pretty sweet to see so um on that note, I think we'll finish off on that. We'll look forward to the next round and uh, picks. What's that? What are we doing, buddy? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm okay, gonna go, go east. Go east. I'm gonna go Tampa. You go next. Who you? Okay, uh, I'll go because I picked the Hurricanes. I'm gonna go the Hurricanes in in seven. I'll just throw a number out there, okay. but yeah. So I'll go Rangers winning that, and then the Rangers um, will play the Tampa Bay Lightning in my picks, and then I think that. I think the Tampa Bay Lightning win that uh, round three against the Rangers in six, and then I'm going uh, I'm going Colorado in seven, so uh, against the Oilers. So I think it'll be a back and forth I, series. I'm not. I don't want to jinx it, so I'm going to pick against the Oil again, and I'm okay. going to go. I'll go Colorado in six because okay. that's I picked the Flames in six and yeah, yeah. the Oil, but it's going to be fun, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Can't wait. All right, all right man. Well, take care, everyone. Uh, look forward to, uh, you know, uh, getting connected with you guys again. And, uh, yeah, have a good one. And we'll chat soon. Cheers.